0: Hey, this is Chandler and welcome to episode 13 of the Stop to Think podcast. In this episode, we're stepping back from current events. So no worries, we're not going to talk about the uh, Wall Street bets, Reddit, Robin Hood, Wall Street Fiasco that we discussed last episode, last episode. instead we're gonna get back on track with our little mini series on uh, interesting imp- infrastructure. So, this episode, we're actually going to talk about underground cities. So, the first time I kind of even had these on the radar was like back in high school when I was reading the Pendragon series. And in that series, there is a, uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it because it's actually pretty good. So, if you haven't read it, I'd recommend giving it a read. If you're into fantasy books, at least, I guess. But um, in the series, there is a future version of Earth. And that future version of Earth has a lot of interesting technology. I think it's set like, I don't remember, might be 100 or 1,000 years in the future. I think it's 100. 100 years in the future from present. But once again, it's been literally over a decade since I've read those. So memory's not serving me very well on what the exact time skip was. But in those books, in, uh, in this uh, future version of Earth, they actually had solved a lot of humanity's larger problems and they'd done a lot of very interesting things. So some of the interesting things was like colonizing Mars and the moon and like the moons of Saturn and some of that stuff. But perhaps the most interesting thing, in my opinion, well, actually, the colonization stuff was incredibly interesting, but they didn't actually cover any of the technical stuff behind that. What they did cover was how they kind of dealt with the whole entire global warming fiasco. And in in this series, what they basically did is they more or less de cityfied the earth by like tearing down skyscrapers or not all of them like they left a couple of them that were like iconic but for the most part they tore down like a lot of skyscrapers and above ground buildings piled up the rubble and then pushed like dirt over it and then planted like plants on top and then they built all their cities underground and so the end result was that above ground was kind of treated like a uh, rec- rec- recreational zone, like with parks and open land and clean air and all that stuff. And below ground is where all the people actually lived. And when I first read about this, I was completely fascinating, fascinated because to me, as a high schooler, it seemed like the greatest idea in the whole entire world. And I was always asking myself, like, why aren't we doing this? Why are we building above ground? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it actually does make sense. And there are a lot of reasons on both sides that are kind of interesting. So what would be the advantages of building all of our cities underground? Well... First and foremost, all of our above ground city space would now be available for other stuff. So you could like plant crops over it, uh, park space, solar space, all the stuff that needs like direct access to the sun you can now do in place of where you have your cities. Another advantage would be that your society immediately becomes much more impact resistance, with the possible exception of earthquakes, I guess. I'm not exactly sure how an earthquake would affect an underground structure. I would think it would depend on how it would be built. Like if you basically built a skyscraper underground then it might have earthquake dampering systems in which case there might be no real effect but if you um built the uh structure you're living in your underground city like into the surrounding subsurface material and it like fractured or something like that it could potentially like shear or crush part of your city maybe i don't know I have not looked into that far enough to have a good guess, but with the exception of the earthquake risk and the flooding risk, you basically now have a city that's immune to tornadoes largely, hurricane damage from like flying objects and wind and stuff, assuming you can keep like um, water from flooding your city you don't have to be worried as much about meteor strikes or like a meteor impact in cases of like war. If you build your city low enough beneath ground, you're largely impervious to like the vast majority of conventional weapons. Like if you had underground cities, you wouldn't really need to worry anymore about a stray dumb bomb, like landing in a civilian population and killing a bunch of people. Because if they're underground for enough, you pretty much need like bunker buster munitions or nuclear weapons. And even nukes to a certain extent might not be very much effect, be, have very much effect if like your cities are primarily concrete and steel construction just built underground. So your upsides are protection. And then um, you got Protection. You got um free enough space on the surface. Another thing that people don't really realize is underground cities would save on heating and cooling costs dramatically to a certain extent. So the core of the earth is obviously a giant ball of molten metal, or at least that's what we think it is. We're pretty confident that's, that that's what it is. And I, I vaguely recall from... Uh, Earth science class that like the core of the earth is almost as hot as the surface of the sun or something like that so Initially as you head into the ground Depending on where you live it might be cooler right away So if you're in like 80s degrees if you're 80 degrees outside the ground might be 50 so the ground would be cooler than it is outside, in which case you kind of get your air conditioning. But the deeper you go, the hotter it gets, and eventually you get to the point where it's like too hot for humans to live. And I don't know how far down that would be, but that would obviously be without like cooling systems in place, which could easily be done. But where I'm headed with this is that um, underground cities could be powered largely by geothermal energy, especially if they're deep enough because what you could do is basically the bottom floor of your city would be your like power and maintenance floor. And there you would just dig a bunch of mine shafts down and pump water through it and the water would heat up and then you could run the water through the city to heat the city to the temperature of the water, or you could heat exchange the water to get it to the right temperature and then circulate it at that point. Mm -hmm. And so you have basically free air conditioning and heating to a certain extent. But then moreover, if you dig deep enough to where you start getting to that point where the temperature of the earth is hot enough to actually boil water, you can actually hook it up to um, you can actually create a turbine system that provides electricity. So basically, you could build an underground city and I personally, if I was the one building it, would want to power off nuclear energy because nuclear energy is far, 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 far cooler than geothermal. But that's just my preference because I like nuclear energy. I think it's the bomb. Ha. Didn't mean that pun, but um, you get the idea. But you could do it with geothermal energy and... the advantages would be significant, to say the least, because it would be right there, completely available for you, just like immediately accessible. Other advantages to underground cities would be that they, by nature, would be completely and fully human built. There would be no outside element to it, and as a result you'd have much greater control over your city area so for an example the only way into the city would basically be like doors into the city whereas like a current city on the surface someone can get into it pretty much any way they want like we designed them to be easily accessible but with an underground city, you could potentially restrict the type of people who would be allowed into it. And that sounds kind of bad at first, because why do you want to be restricting and discriminating against people? But at the same time, think about cases in which like your personal security is at risk. And so what could be done is an underground city could have communities and each community could have entrances and exits and those entrances entrances and exits could basically have like timed lockdown mode where only members of the community can get in after a certain amount of time and what this does for you is it basically prevents a lot of like random crime and trouble that people could cause by look like wandering around looking for victims of course it restricts your freedom quite a bit and so i don't necessarily think i would advocate for that But overall, compared to an overground city, your surveillance possibilities and your people control possibilities are drastically greater when you're building underground. Beyond that, I guess I can't really think of any other completely obvious advantages that come to mind so i suppose disadvantages are one of the larger reasons that we don't build stuff underground is because it's extremely expensive when you build a skyscraper in a city you don't have to pay to move the air out of the way to put the building up but if you were to build the same building underground you'd have to excavate all that surrounding dirt to create room for the building And that's largely the reason why underground cities are impractical and infeasible at this point is because the excavation costs costs would be enormous. And there's no existential reason to force people to build underground cities at this point. If you're a home developer and you're selling space or something like that, it's a lot easier to sell an above ground house because people are accustomed to above ground stuff and outer appearances and fresh air and sunlight and all that stuff. So yeah, there's the cost factor. And then there's the fact that anything you build underground would need much more extensive like ventilation and air conditioning systems and You need to have emergency pumps and probably like lockable doors to prevent like flooding and stuff like that and you need to worry about water table levels and you potentially need to worry about freezing and i guess you'd have to worry about like exits and it being escapable in the event of an emergency You'd have to worry about lack of sunlight. Uh, the people inside would either need to somehow be getting artificial lights, like sunlight quality lights. I don't even know if that's possible. I don't know. Do humans have plant lights? I don't think we do, but maybe it's maybe it's something that works that way. But you need to get outside to get your sunlight and to ward off depression from being underground continually. you need to worry about the atmosphere quite a bit more because um, certain gases might have a tendency to pull towards the bottom. And if there's not good ventilation, you could have like carbon dioxide buildups and all sorts of stuff that surface life just kind of naturally sorts out without any input on humankind. So basically underground cities, although possible are definitely technically challenging compared to your run of the mill above ground city. So, I guess the question is, what would ever push us towards underground cities? And I think really the only answer is from an economic standpoint, the value of surface space on Earth would have to increase so much that it becomes worth it to dig out a massive amount of dirt, build a city, and then cover back up just to have access to that surface space above. Or on the flip side, it could be done out of like a philanthropic philanthropy kind of effort or push. Like say for an example, we humankind as society just decide like, you know what? this planet would look a lot better if it didn't have our cities all over it. And so then we tore everything down and then built underground. And now the surface is just kind of like a wildlife reserve, pretty much where humans can go to enjoy nature and to grow food and to basically do the stuff that we can't do underground. Another potential option would be if like we discover aliens or something like that or some sort of like external threat. Existential external threat that would threaten our existence basically If that were the case and if we had to worry about like surviving like orbital bombardment or some other catastrophe like that Then it kind of once again makes a lot of sense to be living underground I'm trying to remember there was a book at one point that I read that kind of had said something along the lines of like, if humans had been descended from actually it might have been the Pendragon series as well. I do I'm thinking about it. The point that was made was that if we had descended from rats, we probably would have built everything underground. But since we came from monkeys and trees, we subsequently decided to build up and skyscrapers, but I think the cost implications of excavation just far outweigh the cost of skyscraper building or building on the surface. And so that's probably a bigger reason than like any internal instinct pushing us to build up instead of down. The cool thing about building underground though is... I think technically your structure size increases. So like when you build above ground because of wind and all of that stuff and how the atmosphere works and air pressure, there's like a limit to how tall you can really build a building. And I think the limiting factor is probably more so material related, material costs and building size and all that stuff. But if you're building underground, you don't have such a real estate problem as you do on the surface. Like if you build a building on the surface, you have to buy that surface space to put the building up. Whereas if you're building underground, you can kind of just excavate around yourself like Once you're under, maybe you could expand and stuff like that in different directions. And I think you might potentially be able to build a lot deeper underground than you would be able to build above ground. I'd have to look at that, but just thinking about it, um, the limiting factor with building high is basically that the material at the base of your building needs to be needs to be able to support the material that's above it so stress is a function of cross-sectional area so if you have a bigger base cross-sectionally so if your base is wider has more area it can support more stuff above it for the same amount of stress and so that's kind of why you see buildings have their tapered appearance where the base is the largest and then as the building goes up the area the cross-sectional area of the building decreases like the Burj khalifa is a pretty good example of this it's thinnest at the top and largest at the bottom when you're building underground to a certain extent you don't have to worry about wind forces necessarily and i would think that you would probably be able to basically build down a uniform depth because you'd be able to support your structure on a much wider base. So you wouldn't be, you wouldn't excavate down and then build like a spire shaped building underground that way. What you would do is you would excavate down layer by layer by layer and then build up on top of that. So maybe your dig depth would actually be limited or your building height underground would be limited based on how much the underground material can bear to a certain extent. I suppose underground cities probably wouldn't work in every location because you'd have to worry about like, Places that have like marshy soil and like underground water flow and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But for the most part, that'd be actually some interesting numbers to run to figure out like what the maximum depth you could build downward into this, into the ground would be compared to the maximum height you could build above ground. But I'm still kind of thinking that it would probably be that you could probably build deep. Like I I would think that your building limit with going down would actually be your ability to deal with the heat, the increasing heat of the earth and not so much actual like building size limits necessarily. Cause my thinking here is I'm thinking of like underground mines and how like they, um, what a mine is, is you basically extracting material inside of it and then supporting it with far less stronger material. And that's kind of what a building is too, to a certain extent is for the most part, buildings are filled with a lot of empty space. So maybe if the earth, the lower surface layer is capable of supporting the density of the material that's above it, so long as you maintain the same weight as you're going down, you can condense that density of the material into stronger shell materials that kind of make up the walls of your underground building while still leaving the um, the base capable of supporting you. But that's kind of the other thing about underground building that's kind of interesting. So, the game uh, Fallout Shelter comes to mind. Fallout the uh, Fallout series in general is one of my favorites up until uh, Fallout 76, at which point I was slightly disappointed, to say the least, at the beginning. It's getting better now, but um, man, talk about a rough, rough start. The only thing that's probably comparable is like No Man's Sky, but um, it's getting off topic. Focusing again, the uh, game Fallout Shelter that kind of launched before Fallout 4 basically allowed you to build like underground your vault to um, have your vault dwellers live in. And thinking of that, that's kind of how like an underground city would be is you'd pretty much be able to expand whenever you want in whatever direction you want, just by excavating more or less. So your real estate isn't nearly as limited as it is on the surface, because you basically can go deeper and you can go wider without really impacting anything on the surface. And I think that for the most part, the majority of the valuable real estate is on the surface. Because, like, once again, earlier I mentioned that, like, you know, we use the surface for farming and for um, recreation, for solar energy, for everyday activities. Basically, underground, like that basement space, the surface underneath the surface of the earth is just, like, vacant real estate that just needs to be excavated and then you can put stuff there and you got free storage and free living space. Would there be consequences to living underground? Yeah, probably. Less sunlight would probably be bad. I would imagine that the people who live at the bottom of the underground cities would probably get the least sunlight because it would be such a chore to go to the surface. Um, potentially less exercise because I would think that if you're living in an underground city, you would probably, well, maybe you wouldn't. The question is like how your commute would work. On the surface, obviously, we have cities spaced apart relatively far apart. What I'm kind of envisioning right now is I'm wondering how if we moved everything underground, would we basically just build underground cities and the locations in which we have current cities? And if that's the case, then would we have overground transportation still? Or would we build an underground transportation network that would have like a bunch of maglevs or... Stuff like that, would we still transport stuff primarily over ground? At this point, we've totally specced into living above ground. And so it's kinda hard to imagine retooling our whole entire society to live underground. But if you started out as a society, like say you were a industrialized dwarf population, because everyone knows dwarfs like to dwarf here being like the mystical Lord of the Ring dwarf. I'm not Profiling against people who are vertically challenged, but um, for like the mythical Lord of the Ring dwarfs who like to spend all their time like mining and in mountains and whatnot, if they industrialize their eventual society might be one that primarily prefers to be underground as opposed to being above ground. But yeah, as I think about it, like I think you would just want your transportation to be above ground because the benefit of being below ground is you could actually build like a hyperloop potentially because it would be a lot easier to build like underground loops and ensure that they have vacuum pressure and ensure that they're not going to get ruptured and ensure that no one's going to mess with them, than if you have them above ground. But at the same time... Hyperloop aside, if you're gonna build the train, it's a heck of a lot easier to build that train above ground. If you're gonna build highways, like I guess you could have underground highways, but obviously it's way cheaper to uh, skip the excavation and just build your highways above ground. Aircraft, planes, obviously those only work above ground. So overall, sure you might build your cities underground, but for the most part, you'd probably wanna keep the majority of your transportation above ground, especially if you're spacefaring, obviously anything that has anything to do with space is gonna have to be above ground. And so at best, I think at this point as humankind, we could maybe hope to move some of our infrastructure underground, as much of it as possible, but we're still gonna have to have some on the surface just because that's how it works. As a final remark, If I personally had to choose between having an above ground home and a below ground home, I think I'd probably pick below ground, assuming I get the same like square footage, like say I get like a one acre yard. Well, I'd rather have my whole entire yard to do whatever I want, and then my house underground and safe from like shenanigans above ground than just having an above ground house and it cutting into my one acre of free space. But I guess that's just my personal preference. But anyway, here was uh, episode 13 of the Stop to Think podcast. Thank you for listening to my ramblings about underground cities. Hope you found it interesting and I hope you have a great day. Thank you again for listening and this is Chandler signing off.